This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The 1920s were the heyday for clandestine travelers, otherwise known as stowaways. It was one of the new crazy fads of the era. Sure, people had been hiding away to secure a free trip as far back as anyone can remember, but the Roaring Twenties were all about being bold. It was a time when people were heading off to strange new lands, and some were inspired to tag along for free. The era was defined by crazy stunts, as the beginning of the so-called 15 minutes of fame became a popular pursuit. Many of the stowaway stunts of the time were doing just that. With the evolution of mass media during the 20s, dramatic articles celebrating these achievements inspired more and more to try it. Whether for thrills and adventure, or the need to get from point A to point B, the fad hit a peak in 1928. That year, over 500 stowaways were caught at Ellis Island, trying to hop a ship or perhaps capture some of the limelight for themselves. However, in a crowd that size, if you want to stand out, you need to do something different. 19-year-old Clarence Terhune did just that when he became the first airborne stowaway. The Graf Zeppelin airship had just made its first flight across the Atlantic. It left Germany on October 11, 1928, and touched down in New Jersey four days later. It's a beautiful morning down here, and it's the day of the greatest aerial adventure in history. Crowds are gathering here at Lakehurst, New York, to take a last-minute glimpse of the beautiful Graf Zeppelin. And they're here to watch the departure of her... At the time, Terhune was working as a golf caddy at a country club in Rye, New York. He bet his brother-in-law that he could sneak aboard for the return leg of the Zeppelin's flight. On Friday, October 26, 1928, Terhune left New York. He packed up his few belongings and $50, which was all the money he had. He told his friends, quote, I'll be back after a while. They all thought he was heading to California. Terhune loved to travel and had already hitchhiked all over the United States and into Canada. He had been talking about going back to California because he was tired of the cold New York weather, but Terhune had something way more adventurous in mind. On October 29th, he arrived at the hangar where the Graf Zeppelin was held and was able to sneak on board through the mail hatch. Later that day, the airship departed for its return trip to Germany. The stowaway, however, did not stay hidden for long. Halfway over the Atlantic Ocean, Terhune was discovered sitting casually on a mailbag. There was no way to pull over and let him out, so he was put to work. To earn his passage, he washed dishes for the remainder of the trip. The flight from New Jersey to Germany lasted 71 hours and 49 minutes, plenty of time for news to spread of the unexpected traveler. So, when they arrived, Terhune was met by crowds of people excited to meet the adventurous young man. They hoisted him onto their shoulders and paraded him down the street. He quickly became a media sensation. People on both sides of the Atlantic knew his name, and with fame came job offers and endorsement opportunities. Terhune was offered a cameo in a German movie, and a job as a, quote, trainer of wild animals. The Germans were so enamored by him that dozens of families invited him to spend the winter with them as an honored guest. Thankfully, when it was time for him to return home, 
he didn't have to sneak aboard, as the fare was paid for by a fan. At first sight, Marilyn Hartman looks like the quintessential lovable grandmother. Petite, white hair in a bob style, with a friendly smile and overall disarming disposition. The kind of person you don't really give a second look. However, over the years, this unassuming geriatrics natural camouflage has enabled her to sneak onto 20 commercial flights, earning her the nickname, The Serial Stowaway. My name is Eric Crosby. Welcome to True. We begin with breaking news tonight. A woman gets through security and boards a flight at O'Hare Airport without a ticket. And it's not the first time she's allegedly pulled a stunt like this. Chicago police arrested serial stowaway Marilyn Hartman. The obvious question to start with is why? Unfortunately, it's unclear what Hartman was trying to accomplish. Each time she was caught, she provided a different reason for traveling or gave conflicting facts that negated her story altogether. What we do know is that Marilyn Hartman suffers from mental illness that appears to manifest in the belief of a conspiracy that compels her to travel. According to Hartman, she believes there is a network of people whose mission is to punish her by encouraging her to stow away on planes, likely resulting in arrest. The objective of the conspiracy, she claimed, was to be caught and then let go, only to repeat it, again and again. She said during a 2015 interview with San Francisco Magazine, quote, they just hope I kill myself or act out against society. She went on to claim that the vast network out to get her is everywhere. Hartman suggested that even President Obama was in on it. She told the interviewer, quote, for 25 years, Barack Obama knew about my case and all that went wrong when the ruling came down against me, but chose not to do the right thing. Interestingly, Marilyn Hartman has self-diagnosed her issue as whistleblower trauma syndrome, which should be pointed out is not a condition found in any medical report. She said the disease creates a literal fight-or-flight reaction and told The Guardian, quote, I feel the need to get on a plane to go away. Hartman has connected the syndrome to a 1990 incident in Chicago when she became a whistleblower. She said it involved a lawyer who was rigging cases along with the help of a retired FBI agent. In retaliation, Hartman's own case was rigged, although we're not sure what case she's referring to. Not long after, she said the FBI forced her to leave her house, not only leaving her homeless, but triggering her uncontrollable condition. The situation eventually led Hartman to start practicing evasion techniques, using airports as her training ground. She would try blending in with larger groups of people, quickly ducking under security ropes, answering questions from airport staff with lies to see if they would buy it, and attempting to board flights with discarded tickets. The training began to pay off, as she was able to navigate airports without ever raising an eyebrow. During a court appearance in 2014, Hartman refused to explain how she was able to circumvent security with such ease. She said, quote, I don't think it's wise to say how I got through. I don't want to help the enemy. However, to be clear, when it comes down to it, she's no Jason Bourne. Her smuggling techniques basically amount to what underage kids do when they try to get into a bar. More often than not, she's unsuccessful, 
but every now and then she does make it all the way through. One of Hartman's first documented successes was in 2009. While in Hawaii, she was able to board a plane posing as another woman. When she was eventually discovered, she told authorities that she just, quote, really wanted to get off the island. She employed a similar technique in 2013 when she tried to board a plane in Seattle with someone else's boarding pass. Again, she was caught, but rather than being arrested, she was escorted to the train station and sent back to the city. The close call did not act as a deterrent. In February, March, and April of 2014, Hartman had multiple encounters with police. She was arrested several times at the San Francisco International Airport, attempting to board flights to Hawaii. On two of those occasions, she had actually made it through security and reached the gate area. During the first incident, on February 15th, Hartman did make it onto the plane to Hawaii, but was discovered when the person whose seat she was in arrived. She was taken into custody and interviewed. She told them that she had cancer and simply, quote, wanted to go to a warm place and die. Although Hartman was a cancer survivor, she later confirmed that she was, in fact, in remission. Authorities decided that she was just a lonely old woman and released her without charges. Three days later, she was once again caught by security and once again released. Two days after that, she was back at the airport and caught with a used boarding pass that did not belong to her. This time, it seemed, her luck had run out. She was arrested and charged with misdemeanor burglary and trespassing and spent eight days in jail. Her M.O. is the same across the country. She sticks to strangers like glue, pretending she's with them as she goes through TSA screening. What's really shocking about this is how easy she makes it look. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Hartman was ordered by a judge to avoid the San Francisco airport unless she was holding a valid ticket. Yet, a month later, on March 18, 2014, she was caught eating at the terminal food court and, due to the conditions of the court order, was arrested again. She was released, but eight days later was found at the baggage claim and taken into custody. A few weeks later, Hartman successfully made it aboard a plane flying from San Jose to Los Angeles. Initially, she failed a few times to make it past a document checker at the gate, but was finally able to slip by and make her way onto Southwest Airlines Flight 3786. The lapse in security did not come at a great time for the San Jose International Airport. Just three months earlier, a 15-year-old runaway had jumped the airport fence and managed to hide in the wheel well of a plane. Thankfully, the stowaway survived the five and a half hours of sub-zero temperatures during the flight. When Marilyn Hartman's plane landed in Los Angeles, the flight attendants did a headcount and realized the number of people on the plane was one more than their records. 
she was quickly discovered and arrested by airport police. She was released not long after and placed on two years of probation. A BOLO, or Be on the Lookout Alert, was issued to airport staff around the country, featuring a picture of the serial stowaway. Incredibly, however, just three days later, Hartman was found loitering inside the Los Angeles International Airport. This time, she was sentenced to a six-month jail term, but due to overcrowding, she served just three days before being released. Figuring her days at LAX were numbered, Hartman made her way to Phoenix, Arizona. She was apprehended twice at the Phoenix airport for trying to enter a security checkpoint without a ticket. Like many times before, she was released on both occasions with a warning. Apparently disinterested in the warnings, a few days later she was spotted by authorities at the airport baggage claim area. That was it. She was arrested and charged with criminal trespassing. The judge also ordered that she undergo a mental health evaluation. A San Francisco woman known for trying to sneak onto passenger planes was arrested again. Police at Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix say Marilyn Hartman was loitering at a security checkpoint yesterday. Earlier this month, Hartman actually got on a plane at Mineta International. A few months later, Hartman popped up at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport, where she approached security claiming that her purse had been stolen from the restroom. She told officers that she was homeless and was at the airport to stay warm and to read a book. After filing the stolen purse report, Hartman was given a warning for trespassing and banned for a year unless she provided a valid ticket. But just over a month later, on January 9, 2015, Marilyn Hartman was back at the same airport with the same story. When she was stopped at the security gate for not having a boarding pass, she told officers that, as a homeless person, it would be much more comfortable to sleep on the secured side of the terminal. After confessing that she really wasn't supposed to be there because of the trespass order, she was arrested, charged, and spent the next three days behind bars. One month later, on February 8, 2015, Hartman finally managed to board a flight from Minneapolis without a ticket and flew to Jacksonville, Florida. It's not clear exactly how she got past security and on the plane, because the details change every time she tells the story. Once in Florida, Hartman caught a shuttle to a nearby resort and checked in under the name of another guest. When the real guest arrived the next day, she took off, but was found later hiding in a room that was under construction. She was arrested and charged with felony trespassing, but that was reduced to a misdemeanor when she was declared mentally unstable. She was released after spending a few days in jail. The arrest report commented on her most recent travel success, stating, quote, It should be noted that while interviewing Ms. Hartman, she advised that she traveled from Minnesota to Jacksonville on a flight with no boarding pass or airline ticket. On April 14, 2015, seemingly defeated, Hartman used her monthly Social Security payment to buy a plane ticket and returned to her hometown of Chicago. The pull was too strong, and ten days later she was found wandering around a restricted area at O'Hare International Airport. She was arrested, again, charged with misdemeanor criminal trespassing, again, and was sentenced to a year of court supervision. Just a few weeks later, while out on bond, Hartman was found without a ticket near a security checkpoint at Chicago's other airport, Midway. She was taken into custody and charged with the now predictable offenses. Things got a bit worse when officials found out she had just done the exact same thing 
at O'Hare. In addition to criminal trespassing, she was charged with violating the terms of her bond and handed a two-month jail term. The judge also ordered her to stay away from airports, warning her, quote, If you violate that, I'm going to lock you up. When she goes to airports um, and she diverts Chicago police officers from doing their job, it has to be taken seriously. Hartman was released from jail on July 2nd and told awaiting reporters that she felt, quote, free as a bird and that her stowaway days were over. She said, quote, if I have a ticket, I can go. If I have a ticket to ride, sounds like a song. But if I have that, I can go. The next day, she boarded a plane at Midway Airport with a valid ticket, but was quickly escorted off the flight after causing a disturbance. Not charged with trespassing this time, but with another misdemeanor, she was released a short time later. Incredibly, the very next day, Hartman was back at it again. Attempting to get through security at O'Hare without a ticket, she was detained by airport police. The usual charges were applied, and she spent 145 days locked up. She was released to a local nursing home and monitored by GPS to ensure her whereabouts were nowhere near an airport. A few months later, however, on February 17, 2016, Hartman was spotted at the O'Hare Shuttle Bus Center, which, unfortunately for her, is technically on airport property. The lovable grandmother Gambit was over. She was held on $150,000 bail and pleaded guilty to the charges against her. The same judge who provided the warning just a few months before ordered her confined to a mental health facility for six months. Hartman will go back to a mental health treatment facility for six months. Despite similar sentencing previously, her attorney contends the best place for her is in treatment. She was also ordered, again, to stay away from airports and other transportation terminals. The judge said, quote, The only thing left for you, Ms. Hartman, is Cook County Jail. Everybody has pretty much had it with you. You know, you're on TV all the time, and I believe that's what you really want. The judge predicted that, sadly, he fully expected to see Hartman in his courtroom again one day. And he was right. On January 14, 2018, Marilyn Hartman was back at Chicago O'Hare International Airport. She made it past two TSA pre-check agents by hiding her face with her hair. Trying to board a plane to Connecticut, she was caught while frantically darting around passengers waiting in line. She was told to wait while authorities were called, but instead took off, boarding a shuttle bus to the international terminal. She slept there overnight, before managing to sneak onto a plane bound for London. Once on board, she found an empty seat and settled in for the seven-hour flight. Hartman made it all the way to Heathrow Airport, but upon arrival, she failed to provide any documentation. She was swiftly put on a return flight to O'Hare, where Chicago police were waiting. Tonight, we're getting a better idea of how a serial stowaway managed to sneak on an international flight at O'Hare Airport. Marilyn Hartman is locked up now, but last week she eluded flight attendants, pilots, and even TSA security and flew from Chicago all the way to London. Now, Hartman landed in London at Heathrow Airport. Um, 
She was stopped by customs because she did not have a passport. She is now in county jail. And if you're wondering just how much it would have cost Hartman to get on that plane, has she actually paid for that ticket? $3,428.50. She was charged with felony theft and ordered to take a psychiatric evaluation. The exam found that she was fit to stand trial, but on January 28, 2018, just days after that decision, Hartman was arrested at O'Hare, again. She was taken into custody after creating a disturbance, and, well, you know the drill. A year later, in March 2019, she was sentenced to 18 months of probation and continued mental health treatment. Just seven months later, however, on October 11th, she was spotted at O'Hare trying to bypass security. According to authorities, she was seen, quote, moving dividers in an attempt to circumvent security. When asked for identification, she said she didn't need it and simply walked away. She was arrested, of course, but this time she was held without bail, where she remains in custody until her sentencing. You might remember that serial stowaway who agreed to stay away from Chicago's airports. Police say Marilyn Hartman broke her word last night in terms of her probation. The 67-year-old was arrested around 10 last night. She was already on probation for trespassing for an incident in 2018 when she made it on a plane from O'Hare to London. She's been arrested at least eight times by Chicago police. Hartman is due back in court on the latest charges. People, including the media, tend to make light of Hartman's crimes. The compulsive need to make her way onto planes, coupled with her low-tech approach, has made her antics entertaining. While her crimes don't necessarily hurt anyone, they do speak to a significant underlying mental health issue, not to mention an airport security one. Hartman's been stopped a dozen times trying to sneak aboard flights without a ticket. No one knows how often she's been successful. Stowaways are much rarer now than they were in the heyday of the 1920s, but people still put their lives at risk for a free ride. A hundred years ago, stowaways could freeze to death when exposed to the elements, or baked alive when hiding in a ship's boiler room. They could even be crushed to death while hiding in storage compartments. Today, not much has changed. The Federal Aviation Administration reports a fatality rate of 80% of stowaway attempts involving a plane's landing gear. So, if you're hoping for a free trip, maybe look for a seat sale instead. is a production of Imperative Entertainment. This episode of True was researched by Haley Gray and written by me. The executive producer is Jason Hoke of Imperative Entertainment. The cover art and design were created by Jenna Sullivan. 
True was created and is produced by me. Have any comments or questions? Email us at podcasts at imperativeentertainment.com. As always, a huge thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.